You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Sunday, February the 10th edition of After the Show. We're uh, going to be looking at the movie Gone Baby Gone today, which is a 2007 movie um, on Blu-ray and DVD. Brought to us by our friends at Miramax. And today I'm here with Sid Talk. And before we talk Yo! about the movie... Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what that was. But before we talk about the movie, I want to mention home theatre. What are we doing with our home theatre this week? Oh, this week? You mean the thing that you started two days ago? The project that we're going to be uh, converting from a large 51-inch whatever it is, to a screen-on-the-wall projector version of home theater, which means I will be building, uh, assembling, putting together the screen by hand. Yeah, well, I'll explain it. It's like an arts and crafts project. I'm very excited. Your side is... The the side is we're getting a Sony Bravia projector. Mm. It's going to be cool. 100 inches on the wall. Approximately. About the size of my manhood. Approximately. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> I've got to get the iTunes. Is that another? Rated. Is that another? Ver- is that another topic we're going to cross over? So, where Mrs. Sidtalk is going to be making the screen, like she just said. And Does that she's make go- you Mr. Sidtalk? Correct. Oh, lovely. And yes, and you are going to be making the screen, and you're going to be documenting this. Correct. Correct. I'll be taking copious notes. Oh, to. photographs. Yes, I'm talking about yes, them. photographs, and probably some kind of little videos. And a little guide that you're going to put up on the web. Really? That's what yes. I was led to believe. Well, like a, <laughs> like a you know, play-by-play. That's what I've done with other projects that you can find at SidTalk.com. You know, just... Yeah, I just stuff. wanted to let the uh, listeners know that because it is definitely... If you're interested in movies and you're interested in making yourself a theatre at home so you don't have to go to the real movies mm-hmm. where you... What's wrong with the real movies these People. days? People. Humans. Exactly. Horrible, nasty, disgusting, talking, chewing, chomping, slurping, phone cell, cell phone talking people. So that's like a totally another podcast. We could actually do a podcast about going to the movie theater, but we just wanted to say that we're making our own movie Mm. theater for real. And it isn't, we haven't made it up. It's from another guide that's already online, but we'll mention that in the the, uh, process. Yeah. Now, what I figured when I went to look for a screen was I can either pay between three hundred and a thousand dollars for a screen on my wall, or we can make one for about. We don't 70, know. Yeah, so we don't know yet. We'll see how much it. all of the or less materials. But anyway, be. that's that project. And I just want to say for the record, I will be assembling it, and I would like now to request that I don't have a supervisor. <laughs> I will be plugging in the uh, all the electronics and Perfect. assembling the speakers, and I do not need to. Perfect. Thank you. We, so there's a person. Oh for yeah, each and job. I've also decided this is my topic for the week. I've listened to our podcasts <clears throat> as egotistical as that sounds, and I'm going to try not to laugh or giggle much. Okay, let's be very straight faced. Okay. Okay, so we forget all that stuff. We oh, also oh, don't one, forget it. One more thing I wanted to say: we watched the Bond trilogy of movies mm-hmm. this week. We're, um, what, are we behind the times? A little. Yeah, we're only about, what, four five years, years? Five years, yeah. Like, I loved them. I loved them. But that's about it. We, we don't really want to go into that in detail. But yes. Really good action not movies. not seeing them, watch them. If you like Bond, watch them. If you like 
espionage. Watch them if you like. I don't think liking Bond is a Paranoia, governments. Watch them. This is a lot more quality than Bond. No. Ninja training is much better than this. these movies. Yeah. And that was sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, sorry. Let's get into the movie. Gone Baby Gone. Uh, it's our second Oscar-nominated movie. Assassination of Jesse James last week. This one, Gone Baby Gone. 2007 movie, Sid Talk Synopsis. Thank you. It is about a private investigator who's hired to help a an aunt, really, find her little niece who has apparently been kidnapped. And it's kind of a... Not kind of. It is... Um, it's totally a character-driven kind of story. But there's some action thrown in there. But the overall story is, you know, seeking... Finding the trail to this little girl through the... Uh, not the eyes necessarily, but from the point of view of a like a private investigator guy and his woman and co-private investigator. I'm not good at this synopsis. I don't know why you. <laughs> I, was, I don't know why you I, have me do it because well, I despise the things. When I was where actually watching the movie, I was thinking, uh, okay, we're going to ask for a synopsis on this movie. Now, this movie, you don't want to spoil anything in this no. movie, and it's pretty easily spoilable. Yes. So, yeah, I think your synopsis there is about as far as we need to go. Yeah. We don't need to go any further than that. Oh, thank you. I've, I've been stamped of approval. Okay, so let's uh, let's go for the actors. First actor, Mr. Casey Affleck, second week in a row. Yeah. He's uh, doing very well on our podcast. Yes, he, and I actually, uh, I think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, laughing. Uh, no, laugh. I think he's quite... He's just compelling to look at and to watch, and he's... He hones in on, like, the littlest, littlest detail now, of reactions and stuff, and I just love that. I love getting really kind of sucked into his, what he's doing. Now, one thing in this movie, it's quite an emotional journey. Um, I found him to be pretty blank-faced a lot. I didn't see any emotion on his face. I felt like that was totally I do appropriate. like him, but I'm just... I felt like that was completely the way it was. Always blank-faced. Because his character is... From the very moment you meet him almost, through the first very few minutes of the movie, it's clear he is a man of, like, he he's a not quick decision maker, but he, like, makes a decision, stands by it, and he's tough. He's tough, but he's in a quiet tough. way. So you get that way. I mean, he's, like, kick-ass kind of tough, but not over the top or anything. It's just that I think when I'm watching him and he's doing nothing... That's because if you think of that character's whole life, he learns how to kind of work people by looking at them and staring at them and restraining himself until that moment, like he did a few times in the movie, where he does what he has to do to make his point and in a big way. But the rest of the time, he's just subtle and watching and listening. And so I thought that was a choice that he was making and I liked it. Yeah, he was good. Because when somebody doesn't, I was doesn't overdo about. everything, then when he does react or do something like, you know, big, it, you know, it totally takes you, not just by surprise, but it really gives his character a lot of, you know... There are some scenes... Interesting aspects. He is kind of semi-violent. Mm-hmm. Which came across, I think it came across pretty good. Yeah, it's totally The same required. as he did in last week's Jesse James. He um, was subdued in that one too. Mm-hmm. But he had kind of a 
bubbling under the surface. Yeah, bubbling. That's a violence, perfect way to say whatever. it. But in this one, it's not. I mean, this isn't a study of him being emotionally unstable. This is actually every action experience. he takes is very pointed and specific and not out of control at all. Like, no matter what the circumstance, what I think back over it, every single thing he did. Yeah, so the character was very, very. I did specific. feel like he was a real person. Yes, that's what and I'm I trying guess to that say. is what from the opening scene with his wife, wife, woman, woman, wife, partner. It's not his wife. Not his wife. From that opening scene, just with her, even in the deleted scene, mm-hmm. I felt that they were real people. Mm-hmm. So I guess he did his job. Yeah, totally. I was just trying to. Are you saying you didn't feel like he was acting? He was just sitting there. No, I was. I get the feeling that's what he's like, and he he just is himself. Mm, like, he doesn't really change himself. I disagree. Okay, cool. So, Michelle Moyn- Monaghan, Monaghan. Monaghan uh, plays his partner mm-hmm. in crime. No, they're not in crime. No. <laughs> well, they're no. kind of in crime. They're against crime. Correct. Um, I think you explained at the beginning, they're a private investigators. Both right. And in the deleted voiceover of the beginning, which is part of the beginning of the movie where he kind of explains what they do they find people who like skip out on their scrubbers. child support yeah scrubbers losers people on the dickheads and jerks <clears throat> and losers and scumbags yeah like that so you know they've got to be tough people anyway because that's not exactly an easy life and she was great Michelle very great Marnett. really good um very good. I, I'm trying not to. I can't. I know you away. can't. You can't there's, there's say a, what happened. There's a scene when I'm not going to say what happened. Where moving I've, your hand to gesture that you're moving. Yeah, well, I'm showing you. <laughs> they can't see. No. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Over there scene, in the movie. This scene. Yes. Um, I that was that's exactly. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, that's what somebody would do. Yeah. In that position. So that well, not whole, just anybody, but her. But because yeah, somebody who's so she driven. has that quietness about her too. But you know, from different scenes, like okay, at one scene we'll say this when they're dealing with like this drug dealer guy, and he suspects that they might be wired or something. He says to the guy, you know, Ben KCF, like lift your shirt up, lift your shirt up, mofo, blah blah blah. He does it, and then he looks at her and says, like, let's see some tits or whatever he says, and she just blankly lifts up her shirt, which of course irritates Casey Affleck's character because that's his woman, and then. He pointedly, at the end of that, makes a point to say, if you ever disrespect her again, I'll whatever. He gives a big soliloquy of violence. But she's really, her character, and the way she pulls it off, she's not like just beauty queen girl. She's actually really good. And another thing that I thought summed her character up perfectly at the beginning, so you had some reference of how she was, was when they are going, the case that they're going to be investigating, looking for the little girl... Mm. And they, they've been offered happens. the case. They've been offered the case, and she says to um, Casey Affleck, "I don't want to do this case. I don't want to find a baby in a dumpster." Mm. And that's where you instantly get like, "Well, I mm. this is too emotional. This is an emotional thing for her to do this." Right. So, so when she did the, that's why I'm saying that it, it was perfect. <laughs> they <laughs> don't know what you're saying, but yes. they'll watch it because and then we're saying understand. right now the movie's really good. So if you don't want to listen to the rest of this, which we would prefer that you do, but hey, go get the movie and watch it. That's your only alternative. But as soon as you've watched it and you hear me go, you know that scene, well, then you'll instantly know <laughs> The thing know that she talking. does at that one point when the thing, you'll know. Okay, Morgan Freeman. 
Morgan Freeman's Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is just what he is. I mean, I really enjoy watching him, and I think any woman can say that there's something in his voice that kind of just travels down to the core of you. Can't really help it. (laughs) I can't say I have. I know. You don't have a woman core. No. But yeah, he's just what he is. He's a solid character with some authority and... He does it just like he You've does seen, every other part. Yeah, exactly. You've seen Morgan Freeman before. You know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed Harris is another big name. This, this movie's full of big names. And we we talked about Ed Harris a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, same kind of thing. He does his thing where he's an authority figure. He's he very does, good, though. He goes a little bit, you know, ape shit in somebody's face. And that's very Ed Harris as well. He gets very... We talked about him when we watched The Rock. So that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, The Rock. Yeah. There's, there's always some parallels. There is. To these movies, like Casey well, Affleck last week, yeah. this week. The Rock. That's okay. their job. Um, Josh, sorry, not Josh, John Ashton. Mm. Now, when he came on the screen, I was like, <laughs> oh no, where's Billy? Where's, what's he doing? Right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. So this guy, John Ashton, is the, if you, you probably haven't seen him since then, but he was the... Older cop in Beverly Hills Cop mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3, I believe. He was in all of them. I can honestly say I've seen Beverly Hills Cop 3, the one in the amusement park. Is You're missing right? an absolute rip-roaring treat. <laughs> Not. I, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I questioned your judgment. There I actually, the only thing I remember about Beverly Hills Cop 3 is the Ferris wheel and Axel Foley climbing around it. Mm. I don't remember nothing else. So I'm not a, a completist. I don't feel that it's necessary for me to see every Beverly Hills Cop movie. I think I saw I, it on one Comedy was Central good. one after one was fantastic because when it's not a fantastic movie, but I mean as an experience, of course. But I think moving up the uh, the trilogy didn't really suck me. So in. John Ashton's the older cop, in and Beverly he did a very Cop. fine job. I mean, in fact, he did. A, you know, in the brief moments that you see him, he pulls off. Uh, you act, he actually shows you a certain kind of character that I wasn't expecting. I expect him to be kind of a throwaway, but he does a couple of very short... With him being a cop in this, I was yeah. expecting him to be the cop from Belly... Yeah, like, but no, Like no. the sidekick kind of no. character to Ed Harris. And then Which he, he is, but he isn't. Oh yeah, he, he doesn't isn't. play it that way. Right. He could have been, but he really put a good performance in. And um, it was brief, but it was It was actually, great to I mean, see him, though. I was the like, problem with yeah. people like that is you think that first. <laughs> oh, Beverly has cop. And, uh, but... I was happily surprised. You said he didn't look different. Of course he looks different. He's like 25 years older. He's got wrinkles. He's the same shape. I and didn't everything. mean look different. I actually meant just he is the same. Like Do you he's... think that people morph into some kind of yes. something as they age? Oh. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> next one is Amy Ryan. Now, this is the lady who's actually up for the Oscar for this movie. I only know that because you told me. Best supporting actress role. Hmm. Um, that's the, good, that's good the only Oscar this movie's nominated for, by the way. Just that one. Ah. Um, Are you sure? I'm absolutely positive. I've just looked it up. You looked up on the internet. You trust the internet, do you? I trust IMDb. Your mm. one-stop shop for movie knowledge. Thank Cha-ching. you. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah. She was very, very good. Because yes. I was 100% convinced from the second that I saw her or listened to her being the horrible, wretched character that she is. Just a... Drugged out scumbag. Let's explain mom. who she is. She's yeah. the mom of the little girl. The mother of the little girl that goes right. missing. And she's just a dick, you know what I'm saying? She's horrible. And I think there are people out there, including myself, in here, who have known people who have just that 
shitty, I am the center of the universe, and just want to get stoned, get high, and screw everybody else kind of attitude. And she she does it very well. Yeah, so it is... She's not a likable character by any means, but it's a like it's a good role for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, it's a it's a risky role for an actress. It's um, controversial. Oh, totally. Because then when I saw her in one of the little things of the extras, and she's just made she's up all like sweet. normal. Yeah, you just you think, <laughs> oh, next time I see her, I'm gonna think of that. You know, just just part of the part of what happens. You get kind of and she does the Boston accent brilliantly, mm-hmm. as does everyone. Yeah, who's do. who's supposed to? I think. Yeah, well, Casey Affleck is from Boston. He lost his a couple of times, but I think, uh, you know. He he is from Boston, though, right? Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't he have a Boston accent anyway? I think sometimes actors kind of wash that out after a while, you know, for different reasons. So so that's the... Now we're going to move on to the director. That's the notable cast. I can't... I'm trying to think of anybody else in the cast, too. But yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie. Oh, one, one, one thing I should mention is... A lot of the people in this movie are actually real people. Mm. So there is a cast of Hollywood actors, but there's also a cast of Boston regular people. people who live in Boston. People who just live down the streets and stuff. Now, some of these people have speaking roles even. Some of them are just faces on the street. But those, all yes, those people... We should have got the name of the guy in the bar because I thought he was real. All of them in the bar scene were really good. Yeah. And uh, from what I understand from the extras, they were just dudes. Yeah, just... Just Boston dudes who were hanging around, and they decided to use them for authenticity. And we should say, let's while we're back up, back up onto the story. These are this is a story taken from some books written by. I uh, didn't get the name of the author, but I'm sure you're going to look it up. Uh, that's based in Boston, so that's why Mr. Affleck, the other Affleck, Ben, who we're going to move on to I'm, in a minute, who directed it, you know, kind of snagged onto these stories and. The novels were by Dennis Lehane, but the go. screenplay was by Aaron Stockhart. So, yeah, it was a series of novels that right. were condensed into... And it's all movie. based in Boston, and so it's all kind of a local... Local people. Local to the Boston area. So, yeah, like you just mentioned, Ben Affleck is the director. It's his first feature film directing, which is hard to believe at this late stage in Affleck's career. Um Affleck's been in so many things, I feel like I know him. Like, as a person, I, I don't know. From Chasing Amy up to what we were trying to figure out, what was the last movie we saw yeah, him before this one. I mean, you're right, I think the last movie we saw was Daredevil, but I don't know that we have seen all the movie, any movies he's made since then. Now, let's get out. Me, Ben Affleck. I like him. You are not Ben Affleck, if that's what you're trying to say. No, I'm talking, <laughs> yes. I'm talking about Ben Affleck. I like him in some movies and loathe him in others. Like, what do you loathe him in? He's not brilliant all the time, like, is what I'm trying to say. I don't think he's ever brilliant except in one scene think, that I've but, seen in one movie. You know the, you know the one. I think the Pearl Harbor. I like Pearl Harbor, but Affleck's too cheesy for me in it. Well, yeah. And the, fir- the film... The film... I think he's what makes Pearl Harbor cheesy. Him, mainly. He's a bit too all-American boy. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I agree. I, I love him. Armageddon, it's not a... Yeah, I know he's in Armageddon, but... But he's a cheeky guy, and he's a cheeky guy in that. Yeah, But is. the one scene, you know the one? The Chase, one I love the in The scene at the end of Chasing the rain. I love that one, too. It's not in the end. Well, middle to the oh. end. Oh, middle to end. Last Perfect third. Done. Yes. In the rain with the chick, and, you know, so that I find also, really good. Also, another notable scene, Ben Affleck, Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. The one outside the bedroom door yeah, of the kid. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. So he's good at those scenes. 
He's good at emotional... He's good at emotional scenes, but, like... And he's cute at being the funny, clever, handsome kind of guy. I don't... I mean, I wouldn't take anything away from it from him for that. I really don't... And why are we talking about his acting when he actually directed just, this we movie? We discuss him, Ben Affleck, and right. then we get into that. You keep trying to push me ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not pushing <laughs> you ahead. I'm pushing you aside. Right. So, I that's my opinion. And your opinion of him is you like him. I do like him. In everything? Um, I don't like everything he's been in. And I think sometimes I'm a little bit biased because I like the way he acts from what I've seen in other things like Project Greenlight or what Greenlight Project or what it was called. Just Pro- how he is. Project Greenlight. And I mean, he's uh, a contemporary, isn't it? We've been watching him since we were. We're kind of growing up with him or whatever. And his, but I like him. Yes, I don't like every movie he's in. No, because and I don't think he's, he's like, not. and he is definitely not in the same league in terms of Ed Harris. performance as his brother. I think no. Casey Affleck is a different, more brooding kind of guy. I don't know. I just like him. Now. As a director, what do you think of him as a director? I thought it was lovely. It was really good. I thought it was really lovely. It looked great. Pacing it was gritty. Was good. You know, there's not it's not glossy. It's very Yeah, pacing was really good, but that's editing, but still. I like the way he looked at different things, different moments, you know. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was saying pacing are you, are you isn't all about me? editing, it's also about how it how we mm. how we direct scenes. Yeah. Now, if oh, you mean individual scene? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just want to uh, clarify that there. Mm. So you brush me aside again. I was not <laughs> brushing you aside. Oh my god. So, yeah, it was a, it was good, especially for his first movie. But I guess he's like they say in the extras, he's been on a lot of sets. He's got a friend Kevin Smith, who's a director. He must have seen every trick that he uses. Huh? Yeah, and not only that, but he's starring people at Morgan Freeman and Ed Harris. Morgan Freeman has directed his own movies. Ed Harris has been in some of the most intense kind of movies. You know, like I imagine Oscar award winning. Directed. So chances are he got some advice. But I, I, don't, I wouldn't take away from him just naturally being able to lead people and get done what he wants to get done. And he did write Good Will Hunting. So you know there's something in there. of He likes to tell stories a certain way. And, and he's definitely a... Be, being in the business for so long... It has got to have rubbed off on you at this point. Oh, totally. That's why I was saying I'm surprised he's never directed ten years ago because he should. I'm, I hope he does another one. I hope that doesn't. I'm kind of glad he didn't do it till now because you get a different kind of point of view. Yeah, and I hope he doesn't. I hope this doesn't turn him off it, and he just wants to go and do more acting. Mm. Like I, I don't know, you know. Sometimes I, I get the feeling some people who are actors and then they do a bit of directing, they often don't gel with it or maybe it doesn't maybe they just want to be do you feel like you're more involved as an actor like, I don't know like if you're you know if you're in there as an actor the the finished product you're right there in it as a director if you if I didn't tell you this was directed by Ben Affleck you'd have no idea oh you mean like getting attention not just attention like because he's he handles every single moment of the full film process so he's in it completely whereas if you're an actor you just you study your thing, you come on, you do your scene, you walk away. You're not there at every single cut. And it seems like, it looked like he did, I don't know if he had second units and third units and all that, but it looks like he did a lot of even the simplest shots. But I think that's why Kevin Smith likes to do the whole thing. I think he's a... Uh, control to, freak? 
likes to be in. No, he has he has other units. I remember him saying. Yeah, hardly. <laughs> he, know, he he goes along with everything when you mm. watch him on the on his extras. So talking of extras, let's move along to the extras. This is a Blu-ray disc we're looking at, and the extras on the Blu-ray disc are exactly the same as the extras on the DVD. Um, the first extra is a thought-provoking. This is the words on the back of the box, not my words. No, thought-provoking extended ending. Now we won't talk about the ending because that would be bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but did you think that this extended ending was more thought-provoking than the ending in the movie? Because I didn't. I don't even think I recall the extended ending. So no. It, it had a voiceover. Instead oh, that of, no! Of no, course not. Oh God, no! How, how, it wasn't. See, I didn't even. It didn't yeah. even read because we watched it with the deleted scenes. Because it's not like it makes a big deal about it on the disc. You look at the deleted scenes, and it's the last one at the bottom of the list. So no, I it's no, I didn't even register me. No, no, no. In fact, the 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 real ending and the there's there's eight words different, maybe, and it doesn't really make any difference. No. Okay, so the so that would be called spin hype. Yeah, it would by some PR putts. Because now we'll move on to deleted scenes with optional commentary by writer director Ben Affleck and writer Aaron Stockard. Now, there's about. I'd say six deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. One of them being that thought-provoking extended ending. Right. And then there's an option to choose commentary on and off. <laughs> and I swear I chose on, but we never heard them say anything. I don't think you did. I think that you thought you did, but it turned white instead of red, and you thought you did. But... Okay, so watch out for that one. If you're using the Blu-ray disc, you might get confused and never You might get screwed out of the commentary. So, yeah, there was... It doesn't del- even matter. There was deleted scenes. There was a longer opening sequence, which I actually liked better than the one in the movie. I did not. Did you not? No. I really did. I, I did not it was a because good I like not seeing more of who they are. I like seeing who they are revealed through their choices in the movie instead of laying it out for us on a plate at the beginning. So I find you to be very wrong. Now, for me, I really like that opening scene. And there was one particular part of it, kind of the payoff to the whole thing, which I really like. But I'm not going to spoil that either. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You don't want. I don't want anything revealed about them because as you get to know them, the things that get gives you uh, inkling of who they are are the things through the movie. That when they get faced with certain choices in certain moments, that's what I like to see. Not like, here they are, here's who they are, here's how they live, here's their objective, and now we're going to tell a little story about them. So. Well, I liked it better, you didn't, so that's cool. It's on there. You can substitute it if you um, mm. want a longer ending. It's quite a long... It's beginning. Quite long. Yeah, beginning. Um, there's two featurettes. The first one's Going Home Behind the Scenes with Ben Affleck. It's kind of an electronic press kit kind of deal. Like mm-hmm. a HBO, um, here's a first look at a movie. Not exactly, though. It's not all produced it's a little bit and bad, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's very brief, first it, of all. It's not very long at all. No, probably five to six I don't minutes. even know. All I thought was, that's it? Yeah. So, it's just really brief. Shows a little bit of behind the scenes. A bit of talking Why heads. Ben Affleck picked up on the story um that was it really and quite a few talking head parts with ed harris and the different stars in the why film. they decided to go along with it how yeah. they got introduced to the project etc but more this was the behind the the going home feature it was more about boston like he talked that was a lot. in the casting version wasn't it the next one was the casting and that's when they talked about all the locals and the but I'm, they both blended together. I'm thinking really. this first one's called "Going Home" behind the scenes with Ben Affleck. This is about so I think this was the one where Casey Affleck was talking about how growing up in Boston, wasn't it? Mm. 
And then the second one was capturing authenticity, casting on Baby Gun. Now, this was the one with the... Yeah, this is the one where they talked about all the... Bostonians, right? Mm, I don't know. And showing you just lots of shots of the houses, the different types of areas. Right, and that's what they used in the movie, and the actual people in the movie, a lot of them are, as they call them, what do they call them? Non-actor performances or something like that just straight people walking so, around i guess so these people non-active of them do they get paid of course they do but if they're just random people wandering around how does that happen yes. they're not random people wandering around then are they they're I'm, not, I'm not prepared for this line of questioning <laughs> well i'm just trying to uh, establish <laughs> I don't know. how does this work do they go into an area you see you can't go into an area and film people um because you have to have permission off each and every person, don't you? I'd say you get if you make in the local movie. newspaper. It's going to say this movie's going to be made. We're going to we take a casting call for Boston. people, and we need these types and these types. And people show up, and he says, "Yeah, I want you to be the guy in the bar." And yeah, of course they get paid. So it's not a spontaneous. They don't just get like a T-shirt think. that says, "I met Ben Affleck." <laughs> Actually, funny you mentioned that. I read <laughs> an article about this movie and about how people from Boston appeared in it. You know, mm-hmm. just normal people. And some people did just get a t-shirt. Actually a t-shirt. That's that's very funny because I totally made that up. I yeah. mean, 100%. Well, they wanted... Is this our psychic connection that we... It must have been because yeah. they said they wanted crowds of people from Boston. People turned out just to get a glimpse of Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck. And they got t-shirts in reward. That said? They just said Gone Baby Gone, I guess. Oh, right. Just, t- you know, movie mm-hmm. t-shirts. But those people didn't get paid. But I guess the guy, the guys in the bar, except they must have got paid. Okay, we'll follow up on this on the next after the show. We will discuss. It's just interesting, isn't it? You know, how extras and local people get paid or don't get paid or get compensated for their time. Like it's interesting that not a lot of movies use the. Um, you know, it's always like casted going, extras. Yeah, going back to last week when we talked about the Jesse James movie. And that it was actually all based in Missouri, but none of it was filmed in Missouri. And that that was an issue for the people who are actually from those areas, that they actually were irritated. So that's one of those cases where they could have had all the authenticity of the local hills and the local area and even some of the local small towns or build it at least in the same area. But they chose to go to Canada. And now, in- and yet it was still 100% authentic. Because I live in Missouri forever and I it looks the okay. same. So In this movie... It, I think city is a lot different to reproduce. It also came across as the people from Boston were proud to be in a movie showing them their mm-hmm. real... Now, I don't know if it's real or not, but they seem to... Even those people seem to think it was being portrayed real. It's a rough, tough mm-hmm. place, It's a trick it? of the Hollywood thing, isn't it? You think it's real. It probably isn't, but it I've seemed, never been to Boston. It seems like a tough place to me from... Not just this movie, other movies I've mm-hmm. seen portrayed. just seems tough, working class... Um, drug problems and stuff which most cities do oh yeah everywhere but um this one they, the point is the extras really give a nod to the fact that they made it right in boston that they didn't go from the looks of it didn't go to any sound stages or take it back to hollywood to do any scenes you never know but i'm just saying it didn't make it look like it paid that. off for sure because you felt like it felt like a real there was no Walking down streets where you think, oh, that's a back lot. Yeah, exactly. Because it never was like that. It really did feel authentic. So that's it for the... Um, there was some nice menus on the Blu-ray disc, I must admit. Was it? Yeah, it was. Really nice. Um, it's They're called total menus on the on Blu-ray. It's a 
Java kind of. The thing slides up and it pops out. Like, it doesn't slide up or pop out on this one. It comes up as a big overlay and the movie still plays in the top right hand corner and all the animated, all the words are animated. It's pretty nice looking and you can bring it up like instantly. There's no way. Uh, right, and the movie keeps playing. There's no pausing and going back and forward. It, it's nice. But um, that's the disc. That's and everything. the extras are not in HD. They are just regular standard. A couple extras. of them are. The, the going home and the capturing authenticity are. Oh, are they? Yeah, but the deleted scenes are not Correct. because everybody's out of aspect ratio when she's when she turn them on. So then you know you're in SD. You have to start flipping with the widescreen switch. Correct. But um, good movie. Brilliant movie, I think. Brilliant. I think it was really, really, really good. Um, and it has a you know, like we said, we don't want to spoil anything, so it's not like we're gonna sit here and give you every plot point. It just is engaging, and there's enough different things you think one thing and not another you just don't know you won't be able to guess what happens all the way it's, you're never, and if you say you can you're no, a big fat liar you can't and you will be quite amazed but you'll be like wow that is really intricate story intricate like. story yeah that's a good mm. way to put it so that's the uh, gone baby gone uh, let's hope. It's serious. It's really serious. There's no comedy. There's no like flippant anything. It's not like you want to sit down with kids and watch it either because no. it's not appropriate for no. children <laughs> under the age of 30. It's kind of like there's some very dark. adult dark themes that you don't want to uh, explain, I don't think, to your young there people. There might be a few um, humorous moments, but nothing mega intentional. Like Casey Affleck might say humor. something funny. Yeah, it's uncomfortable humor, yeah. though, because you're like, oh, no, that's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's it's... Crime, drama, mystery. And I have to say, it pulled me back a little bit, the way it looks and it feels, to Goodwill Hunting. And I mentioned that already. Not the story or anything, but just the sort of realness yeah, of definitely. it. Sort of the subdued colors and the, re- you know. So and I think it was it's a good sign from Mr. Affleck that he didn't all of a sudden do some big, shiny, glossy, explosion kind of movie. And yet he's just doing a nice down to earth. And the fact that it's getting attention, good attention is a good thing. There's also one other extra we we missed off there, but there's also a full audio commentary on mm, the movie yeah. with Affleck and the writer, Aaron Stockhard. Correct. The reason I remembered it was he mentioned the colorist on the, when we were listening to the commentary at the end. Correct. And he, he, he did a good job, the colorist. And then he mentioned somebody did a bad job and <laughs> he was just kidding, I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they talk all the way through the credits, kind of mentioning people and names and stuff, which is kind of funny. Pulling all the names off. <clears throat> so that is the movie. It was a good movie. Highly recommended for a very serious sit-down. After you've watched it, you might want to pop in, you know, uh, 40-year-old virgin or something kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. you won't come out, you won't come out of it feeling uplifted, no. that's for sure. And that's not spoiling anything either. You just won't. It's The whole tone of the movie yeah. isn't uplifting. Um, and it's out on DVD this week. Tuesday. Of this week. This week on DVD. And Blu-ray disc. And Blu-ray. But not on HD DVD. Gone Baby Gone. Directed HD by DVD. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben HD Affleck. DVD. HD gone DVD. Baby Girl. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, I was <laughs> laughing again. I think I cut it to a minimum this time. Yeah, you were, you were pretty good. So I don't want to be the cackler. I could call you. I could say, uh, welcome to After the Show, Episode 5, with Ace Gully and the Cackler. You can only call me that in private, baby. <laughs> so, have you got anything to say to the listeners this week? Thank you. 
Is that it? That's it. Well, what else can I say? I don't know them all individually. Well, I'm looking at like... I don't know that Jerry over there is sitting in his underwear listening to us while he's eating ravioli out of a can. I don't know that. I'm just saying thank you for listening. Don't care what your circumstance is. Don't care if you're driving down the road. I don't care if you're a sea creature like a squid driving down the road listening to us on your way to work. All I'm saying is thank you. And what about... I'm reading this cheat sheet, and where you say it, just thank you. I see other things that you probably want to say over there. Oh, uh, you can also go to my site. In the future, we're going to probably have this lovely project of building the screen. Yeah, which we explained at the beginning, but if you didn't hear the beginning, you fast-forwarded it or something. Building a cinema screen. Tisk tisk. Around 100 inches to stick on the wall. And I'm going to be making it, and we will take pit photographs and do a play-by-play. I'm telling you how to do it. Yeah. And, and if it's successful or if it's a big, fat mess. Correct. And this week we actually got added to iTunes Music Store. Fabulous. I got the email. It took a month to get added, but we're on there. You got Z- the email like I've got the gout. <laughs> and Zoom, we didn't get on mm-hmm. there yet. That's all right. But you can add your, if you've got a Zoom and you want to add us, you can add our RSS feed manually. Or you can click the Zoom button that I've put on the, on the ascoli.com page. Um, Is this the infomercial portion of the... There's also an RSS feed on the A. Scully page that you can subscribe with any podcatcher. Correct. We need to give people options. Correct. Well, they're listening, so they found it somehow. Correct. And... SidTalk.com, C-I-D-T-A. And if you don't want to download the podcast at all, but still want to hear it, we've actually got a new section of A. Mm-hmm. where you can listen to it right on the page without... It's without built right in. grabbing it yourself. So, so if you're Jerry sitting in your underpants eating the ravioli in front of your computer, just may open another tab, go to ascoli.com, click on podcast up at the top, and the new topper, by the way, with the movie stuff, and just click whichever button, they're all on there, you can just listen straight from there. Give it a second, because it'll have to, you know, do a little streaming action, so. Yeah, well, actually, the way our little applet works is it downloads the whole show, then starts to play it, so you don't get no stuttery... Oh, nice. Uh, buffering crap. So you might have to wait a minute. Any, then you'll... Uh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, Which is really annoying. Very annoying. Um, if you've got feedback, you can send that to ascully, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y, at ascully.com. And next week, I think, mm-hmm. we're going to have an exclusive competition, only enterable if you listen to the podcast, not from the pages normal. Fantastic. To win a DVD. I'm not telling you what DVD just yet, but... Stay tuned for that. So tune we in haven't there. made it yet. But um, bum. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Thank you. So thanks for listening. It's dinner time. Stay classy, Boston. <laughs> <laughs>